0: Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Wright for Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. This is Kelsey here today with Al Morris. He's the CEO at Koi Labs. Al, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Kelsey.
1: Absolutely. So, Al, tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, So, I spent a long time trying to figure out how to add value to the world. Um, I was briefly a semi-pro snowboarder in high school and uh, had a pretty bad snowboarding accident and kind of took some time to reflect, decided to go to engineering school. Wow. Was originally very interested in robotics and uh and spent a lot of time since getting into robotics now working more on the uh, web tech side of the world it okay. seems like there's a lot of technology that can be used for good but it's really more of a problem of controlling the information sphere to uh try and take things in the right direction so now i've been trying to fix the internet
1: mm-hmm. so tell me about how that aligns then with koi labs
0: uh so quiz uh a technology stack designed to build the knowledgeable, open, and infinite internet. Uh, and so, what that means to us is building kind of a sustainable knowledge commons. So, mm-hmm. with Koi, originally we started out trying to scrape the web and take a snapshot every day, um, mm-hmm. trying to keep things a little bit more accountable. This was around 2016 with the sort of fake news around Cambridge Analytica and a lot of the Trump election stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And as we got into that, we kind of had a few different ideas on how to do this. Uh, The first thing that we did was we started pooling compute resources. So we said, you know, anybody around the world, if you want to let us use your computer when you're not using it, we can take your computer and we can put it to good use and we can try to do something good for the world, try to make the internet a little bit more accountable. Um, And what this has evolved into now is sort of a general purpose hosting network where you can deploy what we call tasks and you can use this massive network of computers, almost 45,000 now uh, that are connected. And what this allows you to do, though, which is really cool, um, is that our token, the Koi token, can be generated based on attention. And so if you get attention on your content, you can earn more of these tokens and you can pay to use this compute resource that we've created. Um, And so the the really neat cycle of this is that then if you were to do something like take a snapshot of the Internet, Mm -hmm. you can actually pay to do that based on the amount of attention that it gets. And so if something matters to a lot of people in our community, then you get more of these tokens and you can use more of the computers. Um, and this works for everything from social media to web scraping. But we've also found a whole bunch of different places in the world of blockchain and Web3 where uh, people are really excited to use all these computers.
1: Interesting. So if someone wanted to request to join the network, talk to me a little about what that would look like.
0: So, so uh, you don't actually have to request to join. All you do is you install the app on your computer, uh, just like Spotify or something like that. You know, you click and drag it into your applications folder and boom, now you have a node. Um, the tricky part is building up your reputation and so the way that you do that is you start out by doing things that have uh, no reputation requirement you know very basic tasks things mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people are already running so we can identify if you're doing some, something wrong mm-hmm. um, and then as you get a higher and higher reputation you can do more and more complex operations uh, you can th- you can think of it kind of like being an Airbnb or uber but instead of having a car or a house that you're renting out it's just little a uh, little bit of your computer that's running in the background
1: yeah, that's really interesting so I, I did a little bit of research on Koi. So talk to me a little bit about like the decentralized apps and how that how that ties in.
0: Ah uh, yeah. So this is this idea that um, something like Facebook or Google is too important for the way that our global economy works to mm-hmm. be controlled by just a select few. Um, and so what we're trying to move towards in the whole Web3 space is this idea that you can have a system that's owned by the people who use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first step to that, obviously, is how do we pay for all the computers? You know, because mm-hmm. Google and Facebook, they've got this giant data centers. So. That's why we started out building a compute resource. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you have that part and that's communally owned, then you can do a lot more to kind of bring power back to the users. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if the constituents of the internet were to come together, pool compute resources, and then pool their attention and reputation data all into one system, then you can start to kind of see how that can rebuild all the systems that we have today, but with uh, a little bit less centralization, a little bit less kind of um, power and control.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So is that decentralization? Do you think that's one of the ways that uh, Koi Labs is able to stand out from its competition?
0: Um, So within the the crypto space, uh, we have a lot more nuanced kind of competitive advantages to how we have built things. Uh, We've made it a lot easier for people to build with these systems and they're a lot more scalable than a lot of our competitors. but yeah, in the traditional Internet, we think uh, decentralized applications will quickly win out. We're already seeing in the last couple of weeks, we saw a lot of layoffs of large companies like Facebook and Google. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're thinking that this is now kind of the tipping point, you know, the, the market's getting a little bit wise to these kind of large Internet companies and their sort of overpriced engineering salaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is sort of a way for people around the world who aren't in Silicon Valley to start taking a piece of the Internet pie. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit more about these tokens and how that ties in.
0: Oh, yeah. So this is like um, if you wanted to uh, give credit to an Uber driver Mm -hmm. for driving on Uber, you could pay them uh, with cash, obviously, or you could pay them with ride credits. Mm -hmm. And so if the ride credits are able to be traded, then the Uber driver can go buy groceries with them because other people need to use ride credits. Mm -hmm. Um, And ours is kind of the same thing, but with uh, compute power essentially Mm -hmm. behind
1: the scenes. Okay. So. Again, in my research, kind of looking into coin networks, there's something about like a grant network. Talk to me a little bit about what that looks like and what benefit it can add to, you know, the the platform.
0: Oh, so this is um this is part of that, like how do we give power back to the average person in this situation, uh-huh. right? Um, so if you are friends with someone at AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services or Google hosting or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they'll probably just give you free access to those systems. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're a student in college and you've got the right connections, you can still also get free access to those systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what our grants program allows you to do is to get free access to the coin network. Um, and so you can go on our website and there's a, a form that people can fill out if they have an idea for a project they want to use this giant network of computers for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they apply for that, we give them some tokens. So they can go and use the network to do whatever they want to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So is your target audience, it sounds like you have a very broad target audience then.
0: Yeah, you know, it depends on um, who you're talking about right now. We're mostly targeting developer audiences who are going to be able to build things on these systems. Um, But the trick is the developer audiences then have to also be able to explain them uh, what they're building and why decentralization matters. So we've spent a lot of time talking about the language that goes into making these systems possible and why people will find that they're, uh, advantageous to be part of these new networks that are forming. Yeah. Um, I actually spent about four years in Chicago running a school called we um, And we had a sort of a decentralization school where we spent a lot of time running seminars and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I spent a while trying to look at that sort of uh, that side of the industry. Yeah. It is definitely complicated though, to explain the nuance of these things because most people have a hard time even understanding how the internet works. Um, mm-hmm. So often we're talking about a much younger demographic or looking for a, a new way to kind of, get involved online and really be part of a community. We saw this with NFTs as well. So with the NFT communities, um, there were a large number of them where if you were part of the community by holding their kind of collector's item token, then you got access to some kind of special deals or some kind of special event promotions, that kind of thing. and these uh, these uh systems where you have sort of a community of people brought together online aren't new either. This has been a long-term thing. Uh, Reddit had Reddit gold a long time ago. Um, and so there's still a lot of people who want to get the top comment on Reddit or they want to post on Reddit and get lots of karma because then they get access to gift cards and discounts and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can really, this is really no different, it's just a lot more scalable and a lot more composable for people who want to build like completely new internet type situations.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like Coilabs is very accessible and you're really working to give the power back to the people who are utilizing, you know, the the network. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we went as far as um, building kind of new products for all of the things that people would normally need to use crypto. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now, one of the leading uh, crypto products is something called MetaMask, which lets you hold all of your tokens in one place and lets you see your NFTs. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: But we found there were some some major user experience problems there. Um, It's also not that accessible if you're trying to use other networks besides the Ethereum network, then MetaMask isn't that useful. And Mm -hmm. so we built something called uh, Fini, F-I-N-N-I-E. which is a wallet that lets you see all your NFTs inside the wallet, kind of more like a photo gallery. Um, And it's also got keys for most of the major networks, so you can start to hold all your accounts in one place instead of having to have all these disparate tools. We've also gone as far as uh, with the desktop node to help people to start kind of managing their decentralized identity and other kind of different parts of this new society that we're building. Mm -hmm. Um, You can kind of think of it as building an entirely new infrastructure, really. Uh, This is probably akin to the development of uh, mobile phones and things like that. So there's a lot of new uh, education and new technology that's required to make it easy.
1: I was going to say, yeah, Koi, the more that you are expanding on everything, it sounds like Koi Network or uh, Koi Labs rather is so expansive.
0: It certainly is, yeah. We've uh, we've had to start kind of rebuilding from zero a lot of the stuff that's out there because things are either um, controlled by nonprofit organizations and don't have kind of the momentum behind them that's necessary or they just haven't been fully flushed out yet. Um, mm-hmm. So we've kind of started to build things from the ground up and try to make everything centered around a user if possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Talking about building things from the ground up, talk to me a little bit about how you've been able to scale Koi Labs.
0: Uh, so it happened pretty much all in last year. Uh, so before last year, we were running it as a sort of a spin-off of my consulting company. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as we were able to start getting some traction and explaining the idea a little bit better, we've been able to hire on a pretty significant developer team. Um, one of the core features of POI though, is this notion that you can get the tokens mm-hmm. based on attention. And so luckily, uh, I spent a little while working in the affiliate marketing space and in the marketing world. So we kind of designed the whole network to sell itself. So last year we got about 30 million views on the network, uh, Mm -hmm. which led to about 45000 people signing up to run these nodes. And that kind of combination of these incentives and the community growth and then sort of the buzz inside the community has led to people explaining it to each other. So it almost grows peer to peer as opposed to through um, the traditional centralized advertising means.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So what would what would be one thing you would want our listeners to know either about Koi Labs or or the industry?
0: Uh, well, I guess the one thing to know is that the Internet is mostly spyware. Um, that's it. That's the unfortunate thing. I think a lot of people already have thought about this or maybe they think of it kind of like a tinfoil hat sort of a statement. Um, but if you really let that sink in. It begs the question, you know, what happens in 20 years? Because what we're looking at now is the Internet has now quickly become the main hub for news. It's the main hub for democracy and for most of the information processes that happen in our society. And it's the main hub for commerce. Um, and so if all of those rails are completely controlled by a select few, we're basically looking at a repeat of the Robert Barron era and the early, uh, settling of North America, um, which has very bad implications for the long-term growth of our species. You know, we, we're basically at this point educating people through a system which is designed to profit from them. Um, and if we can't fix that in the near future, we're, uh, we're probably in for a very bad time in the next century.
1: Yeah. Talk to me a little bit more about how Koi Labs is, is combating that.
0: Uh, so one of the things about these decentralized systems is that they're entirely transparent Uh, we talk about open source code a lot so that means that if you were to build something like facebook or twitter on koi the internal algorithms that decide which posts to show you would all be public and so instead of having to assume that facebook is doing things in your best interest you would actually be able to verifiably see that that's the case and if it's not doing that if the organization that's built on koi wasn't doing that the community is able to kind of rally together to suggest changes And they can even fork the code base and, you know, go build their own thing that runs the way that they want it to run. Um, And so that's sort of the power of a lot of these decentralized systems. We see these things, uh, we call them forks because when you take a a software repo and then you make a copy of it and you change a small thing, that's called a fork. Um, And so the idea here is to create many competing versions of these key services so that there's sort of competition in the market and we don't end up with a monopoly problem.
1: Okay, interesting. And this is this has been fascinating. I'm learning so much. Um, But one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that you were let in recently to an IBM accelerator program. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it has been a big point of uh, confirmation for us recently. Um, it's starting to appear that the kind of traditional Web 2 companies are now getting very excited about this decentralization wave and they're trying to help us out as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this IBM accelerator, we've got access to some really experienced security professionals and some people that know how to scale up these kinds of systems from, you know, where we're at now to kind of global status. Um, so we're hoping that uh, the next year we'll have very bright things for Koi.
1: That's fantastic. Talk to me a little bit more about what you look to be celebrating in this next year than, you know, through the, the IBM accelerator uh, or, you know, just just in general, the growth of the company.
0: Yeah, so um if we talk about it in the context of Uber, Airbnb, um we're kind of at that phase now where we have the core infrastructure ready and we've got people trying it out and using it. But mm-hmm. the next step is to really make it possible for people to live their lives within the platform, um, to give them full access to all the things that they need beyond just the basic functionality. So with Uber, they started out trying to be um, just a ride sharing company, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually they realized that some of the drivers needed some loans so that they could buy a car. Mm -hmm. um and then other drivers needed things like health insurance or the ability to like set up a sole proprietorship so they can pay their taxes more efficiently Mm -hmm. um and it's really all of those added pieces that make uber the kind of heavyweight that it is in the industry Mm -hmm. Uh, so what we're looking at doing over the next year is to bring in a ton of ecosystem partners which uh, most of the time it's people that we meet at conferences or people who submit that grant form on our website Mm -hmm. and we take them under our wing and teach them how to actually build their product and how to use koi and how to use this network of computers that we've created Mm -hmm. Um, and i think over the next year we'd really like to get that number up we're at like about 50 ecosystem projects now and i think we can get to about a thousand by the end of the next year um, and we're hoping to accelerate that onboarding process so that these people who are building on Koi can all help each other as well. So we've yeah. recently set up a forum for them so that they can all talk to each other and they can share notes on how to build these kinds of new systems. Um, and we're offering that grants program. Uh, we have a million dollars of Koi to open to earmark for people who want to come in and get free hosting. Um, and we're looking at expanding that as well and kind of providing additional services and support from uh, adjacent organizations like IBM.
1: Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that onboarding process and you know how you work to do that?
0: Uh, so mostly at the moment, uh, people come to us because they're hearing about what we're doing, you know, podcasts mm-hmm. like this, and they come through the form on our website or they contact us on social media and they ask how they can get involved. Mm-hmm. And we have some kind of key objectives that we want to see from the decentralized web. So there's things like search and social media that are absolutely necessary, uh, being able to do messaging in a decentralized way. Mm-hmm. And so we have a bunch of these things kind of outlined as grant objectives. and trying to sort of fill out people who want to work on them. Uh, most recently, for example, we found a company called Boomin that's working on a music licensing platform. And so hopefully over the next year or so that will start to provide similar services to a traditional record label um, but through this kind of decentralized transparent system.
1: And I think that's fantastic
0: for these amazing founders who want to change the world.
1: Yeah, so are there other industries or verticals that you know you have found success in in supporting um, and you know working with these with these other companies? or project uh,
0: content streams is a really big one we're working on something in the podcasting space right now which i can't Mm -hmm. comment on too much um we've even seen proposals to do things like uber uh, to be able to decentralize ride sharing and try to give power back to people in that sense Um, there's a whole bunch of interesting ones around the social media angle and news uh content aggregations another really big one because it'd be nice to be able to see like you know the algorithm behind the content aggregator yeah. Um, so we've, we have found a lot of these people kind of coming to us who want to make certain information more uh, more available to people and to be able to start showing how that comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, the original one that's near and dear to my heart is the ability to peer review content on the Internet. I think that's going to be a major shift as the deep fakes continue to take off and we see more mm-hmm. misinformation grow.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Al, this has been a great conversation. I've learned so much and I find it absolutely fascinating, you know, talking about, you know, giving the tokens based on, you know, attention. I think that's so helpful and that's going to be, you know, a, a way to pave the future. But talking about how you're providing a space and a system um, owned by people who use it uh, and giving full access and transparency, you know, in in the space.
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's really the future of our economy to some extent, right? We um, For a long time, we've had an economy that was mostly dominated by whoever was currently in charge. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't really get credit to start a business unless you had the right friends or you went to the right country club. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the modern age, that's very true in the tech industry as well. You know, you kind of have to be down in San Francisco or talking to the right people Mm -hmm. just to get a seed investment to start your company. Um, And we'd really like to change that paradigm. You know, I'm from a small town in eastern Canada and giving people the ability to think bigger than where they're at right now is probably the main thing that's going to... Bring the world out of this current cycle that we're in, because things are starting to look a little bit depressing if you look at the news and so on. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so empowering too for you know whoever may be listening, thinking that they may want to get involved but don't necessarily have the tools. You're laying out the tools right here.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And our, our team has um, now grown to about 30 people. And we have a whole bunch of staff that are really just dedicated to helping other people understand what they yeah. can and can't do. Yeah. Um, so even for web two companies that are looking to get into the space, or even people that are outside the internet space. You know, uh, traditional newspapers and media publications are a great target for this kind of stuff. We can help them really level up their game. And there's a lot of ways to build in uh, incentives for community loyalty as well. So if people are trying to get into the internet, it might make sense to skip the Google and Facebook route and just go straight into the decentralized world.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, Al, I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas. Again, Al Morris, he's the CEO at Koi Labs. Al, thanks thanks for being on the show.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Kelsey. Hey.